seek and find an inner circle. Mm-hmm. As leaders, we have to have an inner circle. And, you know, I'm proud to say that, you know, Eric, you're you're part of my inner circle. And like you've already talked about, I mean, we have to have those individuals that we can call up and we can bounce ideas off of. We can call up and bounce our our issues off of or, you know, our conflicts or our problems. And, you know, and that's how, again, we grow together. And, uh, you know, if you don't have an inner circle, find one, but make sure Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with positive, good character, good folks, and and good morale that you, you know, mentor each other uh, and not someone or a group of folks who are just bringing you that out because that's not going to help you out any at all. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Timsa Leadership Podcast. My name is Eric Claus, and my goodness, this has been one year that I've had the opportunity to be your host, and I'm grateful. I am here with a very, very special guest that I can't wait to have a conversation with. Phil Sanderson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eric. This is an absolute privilege. It's an honor, and I really enjoyed this journey through 2023 of, of this leadership podcast. Looking forward to where we're at this time next year. Yeah, definitely. Well, for those that are not familiar with you, Phil, I I wanted to kind of just brag on you just a little bit. We've been friends for probably about 15 years, and you are, you know, very, very much involved in the podcast. You know, you're you're on the committee. You know, there's a team of us that get together. Lee uh, Blair here is in the room is a big part of that. And so your work has been so significant for this. And our friendship and, and your mentorship to all of us has been incredible. I wanted to share a little bit about your background for those that don't know you. Is You've been in this field over 30 years. You're a paramedic. You have been an instructor for many years. You have your uh, master's degree, and you've uh, been involved in administration. You've been involved in the field. And you know one of the, the standout things for me, Phil, is you are the only certified leadership coach that I know. And it's like, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, all of the advice that you've given me over the years, I'm like, man, if he ever bills me for that, I'm like in real trouble. So (laughs) kind of tell us about, I want to start with uh, your coaching because you you paid thousands of dollars to become a leadership coach and kind of walk us through that and, and what that means. And so many of us have benefited from that, by the way, but yeah, t- take us through that, Phil. Yeah, well, so I've I have been a student, excuse me, of leadership for a long time, and you know we'll get into some of those lessons learned and and how we got there. And yeah, you know, one of the things that I have always wanted to do was to take it to the next level. I mean, that's that's kind of been always my focus on on really anything that I'm involved with is getting it to the next level. So it came a, a time in in my journey where uh, I had the opportunity to to take a break, as they say, and pursue the opportunity to to go into the next level. And part of that was to, like you say, you, you know, you, you can go pay a lot of money if you, <laughs> you can get, and you can get whatever you need. So I, I did. I made that investment. I felt like that it was it was an investment. And the interesting thing about that time period was 
It may not have been the right time for me to make that financial investment, but I did. And I've not regretted it. And and so I've enjoyed that. I went, I, I got to be a part of the John Maxwell leadership team, become John Maxwell leadership a trainer and coach. And there are a lot of others out there that are part of that group. And it just puts you into a circle, another inner circle, a network of folks who are also mentors and and you can bounce ideas off of one another. And then, of course, you know, share with um, folks like yourself and, and others. But I, I want to say, I want to say this, you know, although I, I hold that, that certification, as they say, that, that's not, that doesn't make me any better than anyone else because leadership is about, you know, ongoing learning and always be a student. And I, and I have to say, Eric, I learned. I learn as much from you and others as I have, you know, from that program as well. It just gives me another set of resources. Yeah. Well, it's been absolutely amazing. There's so many people that are benefiting from this. And I wanted to share this too. And we'll, we'll laugh a little bit. Gosh, Phil, it was so, it was over 10 years ago. You and I co-presented a, a leadership talk at an EMS conference. We're in the room and the body language of everybody is just folding their arms and nobody was ready to hear what we were going to say. And, and you know, we were kind of immersed in developing our, our leadership. And, you know, now fast forwarding, you know, we've, we've shared the stage together, you know, in front of hundreds of people and, and teaching leadership, but just because we're students of leadership and what a, what a great time to be involved in the MS. So, it it is it has certainly been super super fun, and Phil, tell us about your where did it all begin for you as a leader? What was your first leadership role, and tell us about that. Well, that's a, that's an interesting question, and you know we could you know, we could be here all day with stories, but you know the the thing that the, the interesting thing about that question and 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 answering getting to the point here is, you know, growing up. I, I wasn't really what I would say the extroverted type of person I am now. I was a little more introverted, but I also but also had that tendency to to be able to do, you know, what, you know, extroverted people can do, which is stand in front of crowds and and be involved. So I I contribute some of my 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 learning through my years of being in the Boy Scouts. And in that organization, you know, you get a chance to to take leadership roles. And I had no idea, you know, where that was going to go. It was just those opportunities. So, so fast forwarding, you know, in the, in that, and then getting into high school and getting involved with some other things gave me opportunities to also be in, in leadership opportunities, but nothing, you know, came to mind of where I would be today. So when I got into EDMS, you know, I saw that, you know, that there could be a better way. And I've always had that visionary type uh, mindset. And so become, getting into EMS over 32 years ago, because, you know, an EMS is a whole relatively young, young group. You know, I saw there could be a better way. But, you know, then, even more so now, in order to become a supervisor or a director, you know, basically someone had to retire or or move on. And so I had to, I had to wait my turn, as they say. And, you know, where my journey really started to where, to, to where we are today is when I had the opportunity to become that, that supervisor, finally. 
And it took a lot of years, a lot of years to do that. And I tell this story often. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Only thing, only thing I knew my mentality of leadership was what I'd kind of learned kind of in my, you know, growing up. But, you know, now I'm becoming a little more at that point in time, I'm becoming a little bit more outgoing and outspoken. But it was basically, you know, I'm your supervisor. That's my title. Right. Right. And now you go do. <laughs> that was that that was my mentality. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> you know, I may get some emails about this. I don't know. That's okay. That's okay. I'm pretty sure that my crews probably hated me <laughs> because that was my, that was, that's who I thought I was. I was, I had the title yeah. and now I was a leader and yeah. we know that is absolutely incorrect. Yeah. That is such a, that is such a wrong mentality of leadership. So that's, that's where it started for me. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, l- luckily I, I moved past that. <laughs> you know, it, isn't it interesting when I, I, I'm going to use the, the words like we arrive, you know, we have the title and then all of a sudden we have people that are on our team that, you know, we're giving direction to. And it's almost like the mindset where because you have the title and maybe this was me being, being naive is that automatically I used to think. Well, I, I arrived at the position. I automatically am a leader. And was that very similar to you? Did you have any training or had you read any books before that? You know, you, you go to bed being a paramedic, right? The next day you wake up, you're a paramedic supervisor. And then all of a sudden you have all the answers, right? It's almost like we're, you know, in this land that all of a sudden we, we think we're bigger than, than we are. So was that similar to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I contribute my knowledge about being a leader because it, to I was a good person and I was a good paramedic. And also I grew up, you know, I grew up in a farming community. I grew up, you know, working poor, always, you know, out on the farm and of course, you know, involved with, you know, some community activities as I talked about. And my growing up, you know, gave me the the mentality of being a leader was you work hard, you be a, you're a good person and you earn that paycheck and that's what you do. And that's, that's, you're the leader now. Okay. You're, you have the title of supervisor. And now what you do as a supervisor, as a title, as a title leader is you go out and you go, you guys go out there and you do your job and I'll give you a check. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's where I was at. And, and maybe a, a, along the way, I'll, I'll, I'll do something nice for you, but don't expect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Such a disaster. <laughs> Tell us what your first experience was where you are thinking, okay, wow, that was a big lesson and what, what was that? What was that marker in your new journey as a leader, where you were like, "Wow, I I discovered something from a lesson learned." What was that? Yeah. So, it, obviously, as I as I matured in my leadership journey, I I started to to see things a little bit differently. But it really was whenever I decided to to expand my my education. In my knowledge, and I and I, I went back to school, and uh, my first management leadership class, like I mean, the first semester, 
is where I really started to understand what leadership really was. And, and I, re- I remember thinking I can still see the place and, you know, the vision in my mind when I was reading my, my management book, leadership book, thinking to myself, wow, the people that work on my ship hate me. They hate me because I am everything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> this book is saying, you know, but I didn't know. I didn't know any different. All I knew is what I, you know, my narrow mindedness, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, I always say if you're, if you're narrow, closed minded thinking, you get narrow results. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where I was at at that time. So what really, what really started to impact me in, in my significant learning experiences that shaped me as a leader is what I've, number one, really three things. Number one, I, I realized that it's not about a title. That that title is just is just saying, hey, you know, you're still part of this team, but you got a little bit more responsibility. Actually, got a lot more responsibility. That's all that is. That's a title. And then the second thing that comes to mind is really something that came along as I become a much more mature leader. You know, it was years into my my journey that you know I always want to see the best in people. And, you know, we see people who have great potential. But here's what I learned. Not everybody's teachable. And, you know, sometimes people will come forth and they'll say, hey, I'd like to have an opportunity. I'd like to have that opportunity. And and you're, and you as a leader, as a more mature leader, you get to a point to where you're like, okay, I want a mentor. I want a mentor. I want to groom. I want to grow other young leaders so that they don't make those mistakes that I made when I became that first supervisor. So sometimes we take on folks that have potential, but they're absolutely not teaching. And so you have to, you have to recognize that because that, that leads down a, a bad path. And then the, the third thing, again, coming as a more mature leader is you learn what the difference between empowerment is and in micromanagement. So as a young leader, you know, sometimes you might have a tendency to try to micromanage, but then you decide you get to a place to where, you know, you're wanting to be more empowering. Well, obviously you can't micromanage. That's, that's a, that's a bad thing, but empowerment has to come with objectives. Yeah. You you can't walk in the room one day and say, okay, congratulations, folks. This is your task. Now, good luck. Yeah. So, you know, I had to learn that because that was, that was me, you know, as a young leader, I didn't know. I mean, I, I quickly learned that, Hey, I can't, you know, I can't hold my finger on these people. I got to give them opportunity to, to go out and do, Yeah. but you got to give them direction. Yeah. You know, for, for me, Phil, and some that are listening, probably are not aware of this, but in my EMS career, while being on the truck, I never had an opportunity to actually hold a leadership title. And when I went to nursing school, one of the instructors that were there asked me if I would be willing to, you know, run for class president. I was like, I, I don't want anything to do with it. And that was Dr. Stevens is her name. And she was like, Eric, you need to do this. You have incredible potential. And I'm in survival mode. And she encouraged me and I did. And that was my first leadership opportunity. But interesting enough, Phil, my first leadership position was at 
a children's hospital. So I'm working as a nurse. I had already done some leadership development. And I, the next thing you know, I wake up and this opportunity is in front of me just from some of the leadership development that I'd already done without the position because I never had it. And I'll never forget my first training shift as a charge nurse. I get there and it's a, it's a big children's hospital, academic trauma center, the whole shebang. And the first patient that I saw is a kid with an arrow sticking out of this kid's neck. When I walk through past the trauma bay and I just walk by and nobody's in panic mode and this charge nurse that I'm with, she's a, she was a little bit rough around the edges, but she was very, very experienced. And she was fired up at that moment. You know, there was a lot of dynamics that were going on. And she really role modeled, you know, a lot of things for me and about how to solve problems. And it really kind of taught me to keep things in check where, you know, am I going to make the problem worse by my reaction or am I going to keep it together and deal with problems? And I wanted to ask you that, you know, with, with all leadership titles and all EMS providers, all healthcare providers are leaders. If you don't have an official title, you're managing a patient you're managing a scene, you're managing a crisis. So we're all leaders. So I wanted to just sort of share that. But in, 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 in those capacities, we have to deal with challenges. We have to deal with problems. And as you have progressed in your career, what are some strategies that you have used for dealing with problems? Because problems come your way. You know, at my position, at your position, you're dealing with problems all the time, but kind of walk us through that. How do you how do you get someone that gives you a problem or you're introduced to the problem, whatever it is, what's a strategy that you could share that may be helpful for some people listening today, regardless of their position, by the way? Right, right. Yeah. Great, great question. And and I and I totally agree with what you said. You know, everybody in this industry is a leader because you know, you're, you're in charge. You have a great responsibility. You're in charge of a patient and their outcome. So you are leading that. Yeah. Well, to, and to get to your question, you know, problems, I, I view problems as the same as conflict, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, if you have a problem, then, you know, there's, there's typically some sort of conflict in within that problem of some sort. So one of the things that leaders have to have to do, they have to understand and and I'll preface this with saying that sometimes leaders become a little more passive aggressive with this mm-hmm. and they, they kind of, they kind of move past it and it, it does not, it does not work out for them and a team, but you have to hit, you have to address it head on. You know, if you, if, if there's a problem, conflict, whatever it is, it has to be addressed head on. You, you cannot just simply allow it to, to go and, and, and grow and, and keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you have to focus on it and you have to investigate it and find out all the details of it. And that's one of the things that's so important uh, that leaders, sometimes leaders get to to one extreme where they just simply go in with blazing guns and, and just, you know, address the problem when what happens is, is they don't really know what the problem is of its entirety. And that becomes a disaster for them, and and, and it could very well hurt uh, their reputation, or it yeah. could hurt you know the morale of the team. So you have to address it head on, and then you have to prioritize it, and then you have to put together action plan, and you know if there needs to be a resource assigned to it, and then follow up. Yeah, 
I think that's a that's a great point. And you know, I look back in the in the career of you know being on the truck. You know, problems for people in the in the field. When we say there's a problem, like we we can categorize this. Like, is someone not breathing, and then we have to address it right then and there, or is it something that doesn't have to be reacted upon so fast? So, from an administrative position, you know, one of the things that you know I kind of look at is you know, how urgent is this? Is this something that I have to make a decision right now? But probably 95% of the decisions do not have to be made in the moment. So when, when I, in my, in my mindset and I pause and I just think, okay, is it a crisis or not? Is it a created crisis? And it's like, whoa, okay, this is not, I don't have to make a decision in the next five minutes. I can really think into talk about what you did, which is so valuable, is let's process it. Let's discuss what the options are, and let's just figure out all of the details with the information. So I think we set the tone as a leader a lot of the times and just figuring out, are we making the problem worse or are we making the problem better? And in a recent leadership class that you and I taught, we talked about that, right? You, when we have problems, we have two opportunities. We have an opportunity to throw water on the fire, or we have an opportunity to throw gas on the fire. And we set the tone on that. And but everybody, please hear what Phil and I are saying is that when you are a leader and all of you are, you will incur problems. That is why you're trained. That is what you do. And for years, I would go to work and I would be like, man, I hope I don't have any problems today. But now the attitude, and I know yours is the same way, Phil, is like, we, it, it's an honor to be able to be in the position where we help navigate problems and we know how to deal with them. And truly fascinating with that level of leadership and in, in how we look at problems and prioritize. And that, that's, a, that's a whole podcast really in itself. And um, I wanted to transition, Phil, into, you know, leadership development and, you know, with you being a coach. Let's talk about some of the habits that you consistently do, you know, weekly that, you know, is either personally, it's professional, you know, do you read every day, you know, walk us through things that keep you sharp and, you know, keep you ahead of or or stretch and grow you. What are some of those things? Yeah, very, very, that's a very, very important question. Well, first and foremost, you have to be intentional. If you are going to be a leader, you have to you have to first and foremost be intentional and under that student. It's a lifelong thing. It's you don't arrive. You you don't you you always become you're always a student of leadership. And so in 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 being intentional about being that student in the lifelong journey is you know I used to read a lot of books and I still do. I, I have a, yep. a pretty pretty good little library of books. But, you know, we, we have advanced in, in technology. And so now we have podcasts as we're doing here. And also, you know, audible books are out there. And so I try to, to try to do a mixture of all of it. I listen to podcasts and I try to listen to a mixture of podcasts, different, different podcasts. You get different perspectives from different authors and, or different speakers and, and you pick up some new nuggets from each one. So, you know, don't, don't just stay with the same, you know, if you like one person, don't just stay with that. Mix it up. Also, I try to listen to, to Audible and, and books. 
you know, wow, you know, we live in a, a very busy, busy world and we're all busy. But, you know, the nice thing is, is we always have our phones with us and we can, we can listen to, to books on Audible, podcasts, wherever we're at. And then I also keep some books lying around and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the books along as well and I'll pick those up. And sometimes I'll tell you, one of the things that I love to do is I like to listen to the book and then also have the book because I'm kind of, kind of old school, you know? And I like to make notes. And if you pick up my books, you'll, you'll flip through it. And there's just notes everywhere, you know, where I'm thinking in the moment or I'm highlighting or I'm writing something down. And, you know, some of our younger generation might say, well, gosh, you know, you can do that without that. But, you know, what, what, what you have to do is figure out what works best for you and, and stick with it. And so, yeah, so I do that. And then also I will tell you one of the things that I've learned after really becoming a more mature leader that's so important in this is spend time reflecting. And, you know, that's that's where you, uh, you know, it all marinates and it kind of soaks in. And then you can kind of take and pick apart things that you've learned and what you want to do better and how you want to move forward yeah. in your leadership development journey. Yeah, well, your 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 point about being intentional, and I wanted to just kind of share. And as my my thoughts are going through my head about we're all busy, and and we are. I think we're getting busier, and the technology that we have is is very very good. But wow, it it kind of can spin us up. Like we have instant access to everything. And for those that are listening, I, I want to park here for just a second and talk about intentionality, is that it's not what you do in one day. It's what you do consistently on a day. So for those that really need to look at this as, as the new year is approaching, because this is November, is you know really look at, can you spend 30 minutes a day to invest into yourself? And that's what we're talking about. And you know, for me, I love podcasts. And and I have a, a a diverse group of people that I that I listen to the Audible books as well. You know, you can get those free. I pay a subscription, one book a month. It's not that difficult, and I do it on my drive time. But one of the things that I wanted to share and on one of the earlier podcasts we did this year is that knowledge. Although you're learning things, I think we have to pause and write down those key things that we're learning and go back and reflect on them. So for me, and I, I struggle with this, this is not easy, but on my notes app, on my phone, I would dictate something that I hear in a book or in a podcast, and I can click on that note a little bit later, and I can go back and read that. But it's almost like I don't have a pen and paper available when I'm listening to it. So I'll pause, I'll dictate the note in the notes app or OneNote, whatever it is, and then I can go back and reflect on those. But it is amazing when you spend the time and listen, it opens your thought process to think about things in a different way. And that's what it does for me. And I know that's what it's done for you because we've, we've sat in the room many, many times and had brainstormed and, and developed content. And it's, it, it, it is amazing. So I want to encourage everyone to do that. It doesn't take much time if you're like, I don't have 30 minutes. Start with 10 minutes, start with 15 minutes. It really does make a difference, but you have to do it consistently. So Phil, I wanted to ask you this. 
is you have a lot of experience. And can you, can you look back at one of the most significant pieces of advice or lessons that you've learned that has made a difference in your life? Well, Eric, that is a tough question to narrow down to one. Yeah. Gosh, if you will allow me, I'd like to, I'd like to maybe add more because one is just going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You know, kind of, kind of going on the heels of what you and I were just talking about with the development, the journey. I mean, you know, one thing that we have to learn as a leader is that you, you cannot become what you need to be by just staying the way you are. So, I mean, you know, so many leaders feel like that they have arrived and, and, and they're good just the way they are. So, you know, like we were just talking about, you, you got to continue to be intentional about about developing yourself. But you know, it, you know, some other things that I've learned through my journey is kind of going back with what we've talked about this morning is seek to understand. As, as a leader, we are we are faced with so many uh, problems. Sometimes we're faced with so many challenges. We're faced with so many obstacles and directions and goodness gracious distractions. Yeah. So we definitely always have to seek to understand and, and just be still in the moment and, and process these things because, you know, people look to us for guidance and knowledge. And if we don't deliver informed and thoughtful guidance and knowledge, then that could possibly derail our leadership with our team and the folks that are around us. So, you know, that, that's a couple of things there, you know, some other things is, you know, leadership is about influence and leadership is also about character and, and, and servanthood and compassion for others. And really where I think what separates the, the leader from a, a good leader, from a bad leader or the effectiveness of a leader is the character and and whether or not they have compassion and and they can have a heart, we've heard that term, you know, having a heart of a leader. That one of my most uh, favorite examples of that comes from the Bible, and that's you know this story is actually in in several chapters of the New Testament, but but the the one in John John thirteen when when Jesus washes the disciples' feet, when you understand that concept as a leader, that is a whole different level of, 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 of maturity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I will tell you that I'm not going to sit here and say that I have mastered that by no means. I think we all, as students of leadership, we don't ever master that until we're, we're gone. You know, that is a lifelong thing. So those are some things that I've learned and there's many more, but <laughs> you asked yeah. for one. So trying to keep it short there, definitely, like I said, seek to understand, be still in the moment, you know, remembering that leadership's about influence and character and character really is what makes you effective and just being a servant yeah. and compassion for others. Yeah, that's, that's so powerful. I, I want to talk to you about that, but I want to, I want to make a, another point first is your seek first to understand, I want to I wanna be vulnerable with everybody for just a second, is 
That is tough. That has been tough for me. I, I, I have a type A personality. I know many people that are on this. My, my initial intuitive reaction is to react immediately. And that, that's just my personality. I know a lot of people that way. But what has helped me and to seek first to understand was when someone says something to me, and, and maybe it's more on the, on the personal side, where it's somebody says something to me and I immediately interpret it the negative, where I know that's not the intentions, but I take it as it's personal, like a personal attack. You're dealing with a conflict. What has helped me to seek first to understand is to literally pause for sometimes four or five seconds and then come at it with a question. Like if something really offends me, and I've done this many times, this is, this is great advice for everybody listening, pause, gather your thoughts, and seek to understand, such as, hey, can you, can you share what you mean about that statement? And that, that has prevented so many disagreements with me and conflict and so forth. And, you know, you had even mentioned that. And that's a powerful thing that I wanted to share with everybody. Seeking first to understand is very hard, but sometimes you have to manage yourself to be able to do that because sometimes things are coming at you and you take them personally. But we, we need to really separate that. And then the, the last or, or the next thing is leading yourself. That, that's probably been one of the most significant lessons that I've learned. And we talk about this on the podcast is, you know, I know that it starts with me and I have to develop myself. I have to keep myself in check. I have to grow because if I don't do that, I'm not going to be able to give what I don't have. And, I, and you have heard this. I hope I don't mess it up is that the knowledge that we have today is not going to prepare us to deal with the challenges of tomorrow. And that's all about leading yourself very, very well, and which is, is, is what we're doing. There's a team of us that, that do that, and we've had some opportunities you know, to share some of the things that we've learned. And Phil, I wanted to ask you this. Here we are in holiday season. We've just got past Thanksgiving. And many of us are feeling the repercussions of, you know, crashing our diet, right? Needing things that we typically don't. <laughs> but we're, we're heading into one of my favorite times of the year is heading into Christmas and New Year's. And many people that are listening to this are very, very busy. But there are some important things that I wanted you to share with everybody, you know, as we're getting ready to head into a new season, right? There's New Year's resolutions that sometimes people make. There's new goals. You know, there's new opportunities, there's some excitement. And I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, is there anything that we can do as leaders as we're preparing for this season to get ready to conquer 2024? That's a great question. And, and this is, and that is perfect time. This is perfect timing. You know, I think a lot of people in this season, they're, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> Although it's been, you know, almost 12 months, it's been a very fast 12 months, but a lot has happened in 2023 as it happens in every year. So we get to a place where, you know, we start to want to wind down and, and, and as mature leaders, you know, we're really in that, in that mind, mind frame where we want to start to wind down, wrap up, you know, get things that we've, you know, we've been working on all year to a place and then start gearing up for a very, good 2024 in this case uh, uh, new year 
So it's a perfect time to kind of start to to sit down, get you a piece of paper, get your notes out, get your whiteboard, whatever, and just start to think through all the things that were positive about your your 2023. And, you know, maybe if you want to look at it from a personal stand a standpoint, as well as a professional and, you know, your team, your organization, you know, write down the positive things. Also, think about the things that didn't go so well. You know, write those down. In the end, you know, put those to where, you know, you can look at them and, and, and come back to it. And, and then also during this time, you know, listen to some new podcasts, you know, try something new, try to look for, and if you certainly haven't started, now would be a great time to do so is to look into the podcast world and to the audible books and find something that you, that you want to grow and do better and know how to have more knowledge of and start to, start to listen to those things. And then take that information that you've written down, you know, your whiteboard or your, your notes out or, or on a piece of paper and sit down with it and just be still in the moment. And just be still in the moment and look at it and reflect and just think about it and think it through and, and, and make it a, don't make it just a, okay, I'm going to look at this and, and now I'm off to the next thing. Make, be intentional about really and truly reflecting upon what was good, what was not so good, what I need to improve on, whether it be personal, professional, or organizationally, and just be still in that moment and give some thought on how to move forward with that. I would say definitely, you know, pray for guidance. You know, we we cannot do this journey alone, so pray for guidance. And then also, if you haven't already, Seek and find an inner circle. As leaders, we have to have an inner circle. And, you know, I'm proud to say that, you know, Eric, you're you're part of my inner circle. And like you've already talked about, I mean, we have to have those individuals that we can call up and we can bounce ideas off of. We can call up and bounce our our issues off of or, you know, our conflicts or our problems. And, you know, and that's how, again, we grow together. And, you know, if you don't have an inner circle, find one, but make sure, make sure that you're surrounding yourself with positive, good character, good folks and, and good morale that you, you know, mentor each other and not someone or a group of folks who are just bringing you down because that's not going to help you out any at all. Yeah. Well, during this time, I I, I want to expand on a couple of things that you said to encourage everybody is this this time of the year I, I think can be very busy be, and, and it is it's busy especially if you have kids and, and little ones but truly schedule the time where you have some space on your calendar like when you have a day off like truly just reflect and do something fun and to do that because it really starts with us right if we're not healthy we're not going to be able to sustain and being intentional and schedule that time, schedule that downtime, schedule that away time. And you don't need to check that email. Like when, when it's time to take off, take off and, and truly do some of those hobbies that you enjoy. And I'll tell you, Phil, one of the lessons or not lessons, but one of the things that I've done over the years that you could say was a lesson learned is personally, I like to really evaluate how I've done over the year in my personal life. So I'll sit down with Clarissa 
And, you know, our seasons are, are changing for many of you in here. Like every year, you know, the kids are getting older. Maybe they're starting high school or maybe they're in college. And that's, that's our case is to really just sit back and to ask her, you know, hey, how do you think last year went? And, and really get the opinion of someone else. And, you know, how did I do? You know, that, ooh, that's a painful question sometimes, right? Was, was I imbalanced? Did, did I work all the time? Did I know whatever it is? But I think this is that time where I think we need to look at goals and, but not just professionally, you know, personally, when, when this leadership run is over and we're retired in Hawaii on the beach or whatever, right? <laughs> is, you know, is, is our family around us? And, and, and those are the things that matter as well. And I just don't want to neglect sharing that with everybody is really, really take the time, maybe send an appreciation text or a message and just, you know, to call someone and say, hey, I don't need anything now, but I just want to tell you, wow, I'm really grateful for you. I'm really grateful for our friendships. And that's important. And I don't want to lose sight of, of this. And Phil, man, what an honor it is to be able to spend time with you. And we have a lot of exciting things in 2024 that we can't talk about yet, but it is going to be talked about very, very soon, starting in 2024, about some projects that, that we are involved in with a team of an amazing group of people. And I just wanted to reflect for just a second and take your advice and just to share with everybody how grateful we are here at in, in representing TIMSA for everyone joining us throughout the year. The feedback we have received from this podcast has been nothing short of amazing from people, you know, all over the country, you know, that have benefited from this. Phil, you've been a huge part of that. And I wanted to thank you for everything you've done for the community. EMS and, and for me as a friend, I, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for allowing me. Well, and for everybody that's listening, this is the last time you are going to hear our voice in 2023. And we are excited for the new year to begin. And, and remember, as you go through this season and, and spend time with family, is that you must be very intentional, as Phil said, and you have to lead yourself well. It, it starts with you. And what an honor, what a, what a blessing. We are excited to, to get back with you next year, 2024. A lot of amazing plans that we know is going to add value to you. And we look forward to talking to you again soon.